0: On this episode of Documental, I'm speaking with Brian Flippin. Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about leadership. What qualities does one need to develop in order to become a good leader today?
1: Well, if you're um, trying to get into leadership, um, you definitely, you're in a people business and you have to learn how to communicate with people. So I think communication is very important. Um, I love uh, what Ken Blanchard has brought to light, uh, situational leadership. Uh, so situational leadership is just not applying the cookie cutter approach to everyone that uh, that follows you, uh, but it's, it's taking that concept and looking at each individual uh, and saying, okay, what is the best way to approach and engage this individual to get them to um, uh, to follow you. And, uh, I, I think there, that's one word, um, influence, uh, that's been thrown out there. If you can uh, sum up leadership in one word, uh, which Mr. Maxwell, John Maxwell put out there, right. And, and influence. I don't think there is another word where you, how you can define leadership. It's about developing a way to have the the most uh, impact and influence over an individual to, uh, get them to, uh, I, I would say, see your way, your vision and, and how you uh, need things done.
0: It seems to me that leadership is such a broad term, right? There's, there's so much that goes into it. You mentioned um, Maxwell. Every time I go to the airport, it seems like I see a new book by him in the shelf. And <laughs> I, I can think, like, there must be so many different aspects of leadership that the common person is not aware of, right? And these books, as many as they are, can reveal that information. So can we talk a little bit more about that? Like, what are the different aspects of leadership that maybe people are not so familiar with?
1: I would say a great leader never stops learning. I mean, it's always something that you can learn, right? Because the world is, is never is uh, is never static. It's always changing. Uh, people are always changing. Um, society is changing. So if you don't stay on top of what's happening in uh, in real time in the world and uh, stay current and relevant in your your knowledge base, I, I don't think how you can uh, I don't know how you can become um, a great leader if you just stay static, right? Uh, so always learning always finding different ways to communicate more effectively. Um, and integrity is is a big thing when it comes to leadership. You have to have integrity. Uh, if you don't show that quality or those qualities, period, um, you're not going to have the greatest influence. You said,
0: you know, always learning. It does help you become influential, I would guess, as well, right? Because you have more access to information that could be used to you know strategically and move people forward you know to push them in their in their own interests and in a way that's honest right you have to have integrity so it all kind of comes together with those qualities that people can develop in leadership right but what is what is missing from leadership today in your opinion
1: um as many books i'm looking up because uh what you can't see is i have a whole library here on 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 leadership and I think that quality is missing. It's the, um, the ongoing, um, I would say, personal development that uh, most leaders, your great leaders are the ones, those, those who stand out are the ones who uh, find themselves engaged with, uh, with people and in love with learning. Um, if you have to uh, separate great leaders and those who are just, uh, just have the title, so um, I love the, uh, the the title that, uh, and I'm not talking politics, but I always hear uh, Republican in name only or Democrat in name only, right? Uh, but there's leaders in name only. Uh, you can put someone in a position, uh, but they don't have the uh, the tools and the skills necessary to sustain their credibility as a leader and their effect- effectiveness as a leader. So, what's missing is that piece that uh, always being engaged, always learning. And, uh, and, and those who who find a way and to, to become the leader that they should be and need to be. So is
0: leadership for everyone or is this something that people choose when they see it? Is it a feeling that you get that you need to push people forward? I mean, how how do you know, how do you know if you're a leader? How do you, do you become it? Is it inherent?
1: there's a, um. Uh, a, a guy, and I'm pretty. I don't know if you heard of him or not. Uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, who's a giant in the ecclesiastical community, right? Uh, he was a pastor of, uh, in, I forget the name of the church, but in the Bahamas, he unfortunately he passed away a, a few years ago in an airplane crash. But he kind of revolutionized the, uh, I would say, leadership um, perspective in the in the church world, the ecclesiastical world. Uh, and I agree with what he said. He said uh, everyone is a leader, right? Um, but you have, first and foremost, you have to learn how to lead in your role. You may not uh, um, have a whole lot of people that follow you, right? Um, and, 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 you know, people define that. If, if you're a leader, then you have to have someone that follows you. But he was saying, first, there's role leadership. If you don't define your role or your purpose, right, then it's hard to help someone to develop into a leader. Um, a, a lot of people are managers and not necessarily leaders. Um, His concept was what you have to do is set people up, not necessarily for employment, but for deployment. And uh, um, a lot of uh, leaders um, who are um, managers, what they do is they keep people in a state where they need them to be, right, Uh, where they are um, subservient. Um, Dr. Miles Moreau put it this way. He said, uh, what you need to do is take those individuals that you see have greatness in them. Um, and you ne- might not necessarily want them to go because they're great at their job and what they do, but your job as a leader is to duplicate yourself, to set them up for deployment. Uh, and th- when they get to a point where they, they probably want to leave you and need to leave you because uh, they need to move to the next stage. So you, you become in effect, a, a producer instead of a, um, um, you know, who, who keeps an individual with great potential. Uh, in one spot, one location, just to serve your needs. You
0: mentioned some individuals in the ecclesiastical world. One thing that comes to mind when I think of these individuals is their ability to have a presence, you know, to speak in front of a crowd. How important is public speaking in this component, and is it always in front of more people, or is leadership also just one-on-one, you know, in small, smaller situations, not necessarily in a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
1: you know, there, unless you're going into, um, you know, the, the public speaking, I would say industry or arena, you don't necessarily have to uh, become an a, a excellent dynamic speaker in order to lead some people. Right. But that is definitely uh, a quality or skill. Uh, to develop when you want to um, uh, become a great leader because inevitably there are going to be people that um, reach out to you and seek you out because of, because of your knowledge and because of your skills, right? And um, you're going to find yourself in front of people. And so to develop into a great public speaker, I think that is a skill that's necessary uh, if you want to move forward and uh, you know, elevate your game as a leader. Yes. We've covered quite a few topics, um,
0: in this episode on, you know, how to become a leader. And I, I think this is super helpful for the listeners because these are things that we can look up. We can start reading about, we can practice in our everyday interactions because a lot of this, as you said, is, you know, dealing with humans, with people. Mm-hmm. So it's something you can practice whenever, especially with technology at hand, you know, you can go online and, and practice all these, these qualities and put your unique twist on it. So Brian, can you give us an idea of how you became a leader and to close the interview, can you let listeners know where they can find you online and any projects you're involved in?
1: Yeah, not a problem. Um, I started out, my dad has been a pastor for, uh, about forty years. So I started out in the ecclesiastical community and I would just probably say by default, you know, um, being a, uh, I would say the son of a preacher man, right? <laughs> I was uh, always thrown in front of people. And uh, I had a role of uh, a youth leader. And I really wanted to be as effective and as engaging as I possibly could. Even before I discovered uh, John Maxwell, Miles Monroe, or you know, your other, uh, I would say, great leaders out there or individuals who are in a position that teach leadership, um, I always wanted to elevate my game. So I, I re- researched and I came across uh, a lot of information that was extremely helpful. Um, I did an introspective look at myself. Well, how can I be more engaging? How can, how can I be more involved? And what I did even uh, studied the, uh, the, the youth demographic at that time and say, okay, how am I reaching them? How, what do they uh, look like? What do they think? Um, how do they learn? And so once I learned all that, um, I put that into practice, and I just d- develop my uh, my leadership skills. Uh, public speaking is, is another thing is that um, I'm still working on. I, uh, I I pride myself on studying people. I can I, I think I can read people uh, uh, fairly fairly well. Um, so th- that's how I cut my teeth and. What I wanted to do was was branch out. I wanted to have a, a greater impact. Not that I wasn't having a good, a great impact in in the ecclesiastical world, but I kept getting, uh, I, I would say, um, requesting and uh, people reaching out and saying, "Hey, we need you over in this area. We need you over in this area." So what I did was, uh, I created a private practice as the life and relationship coach. And what once I saw that I can even grow bigger and uh, and get better and do greater things, I got into the corporate arena. So right now I operate um, the Leadership Advancement Network. I have a team of about six people. Uh, they're all different professionals from different fields uh, and, and disciplines. And we come together and we make it work. So we do, uh, it, it falls under the, I would say, the title of Corporate Learning Solutions. So we provide workshops, seminars, Lunch and learns, uh, corporate coaching for uh, companies of all sizes. We have a database of over, uh, I would say, one hundred and twenty to 120, 25 different um, workshop modules um, that we we facilitate for for different companies. Uh, so, if anybody wants to, I uh, say, find me, they can find me at uh, leadershipan uh, dot com. I am um, doing i am rebranding. My uh, my private practice into a a blog and podcast uh so that will be up and running in about a week or so and from today's date and uh, so yeah um, I'm taking a turn on the private practice area but we're still providing great service in the uh, the corporate learning solutions area at Leadership Advancement Network.
0: Excellent, Brian. Good luck with the rebranding. Thank you so much for coming
1: on the interview. It was great. Hey man, Let's keep in touch. I um I like to do this. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye now.